Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the CEO of Made This Franchise. The website is madethisfranchise.com, which is spelled M-A-I-D-T-H-I-S franchise.com. Um, I have here Neil Parekh. Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jen. Excited to be here. As a, as a fel- fellow millennial, I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, you know, in, in 2020, uh, I uh, started to do what I call mental health check-ins, you know, and really asking people mm-hmm. the question, how are you really doing? Neil, how have you really been doing lately? You know, it's, it's Friday. I'm in sunny California right now um, and holiday mm-hmm. season's approaching. So I'm doing well. Uh, all in all, I think surviving 2020, which is just an accomplishment in itself. So I'm excited. <laughs> how yeah. are you doing, Jen? Oh, well, thank you for throwing the question back at me. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, just like you said, at the time of this recording, uh, it's Friday and I'm just kind of like, you know, wrapping up with all my meetings. And it's also also at the time of this recording, uh, December is my birthday month. So I'm, I'm very just like, yeah, it's a there good month go. for Jen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for asking that, Neil. Um, so let's go ahead and, and jump into your business here. Made this franchise mm-hmm. for people that are hearing about it for the first time. What's it about, and who do you serve? Yeah, sure. So Made This Franchise is uh, the first ever cleaning franchise focused on vacation rentals and Airbnbs and also residential homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're uh, What Jen and I were joking about before was someone once called us the franchise for millennials. Uh, we're coming at it in a bit of a new age way. Uh, it's a completely work from anywhere concept. So I've mm. personally been um, out of country traveling for about five years while building this and wow. built the systems in a way where anyone can actually manage this remotely. So mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. We started in California and now we're expanding across the U.S. Wow, that's incredible. And the fact that you have been traveling and building this business uh, for five years consecutively is uh, quite fascinating. Can we let's go back in time and talk about the early stages of when you wanted to create the structure? Like, how did that look like? And how did you know that this was going to be the space you were going to be working in? Yeah. So uh, to be honest, it wasn't like a a genius light bulb moment. I was trying out a (laughs) bunch of different things just to have a side hustle. So Mm -hmm. I used to work in private equity and venture capital. And Mm -hmm. um, I liked what I was doing. I liked the people I was working with, but I just wanted to start something else. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jen, have you ever been on reddit.com? I have. There we go. (laughs) I was on Reddit and I saw a post of a guy who started a cleaning company. And I thought, you know, amongst a bunch of other stuff, why don't I give us a shot? And it started to work. This was 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it started to work and grow, this was kind of when Airbnb and vacation rentals really started to come up. And mm-hmm. we started to get more and more calls from people who wanted to do vacation rentals. So mm-hmm. just kind of started to scale with this business. Um, I always knew that I wanted to quit and travel for a year. I thought it'd be a year. And so I had to build this local business in a way where the systems were able to be managed remotely. Yeah. And that was really the necessity and why we got so highly systemized and were able to kind of discover this niche of having what I call a remote local business just out of mm-hmm. pure necessity. Yeah. Um, so after doing this a couple of years part-time, I went full-time, booked a one-way flight to uh, Colombia and South America. I just started to scale this business. Wow. that's uh, I think that's really incredible. How did you know to... Um, how do I... How do I um, I'm trying to figure out how did someone who was in private equity... <laughs> 
like figure out how to create <laughs> this franchise model, you know, where you can work yeah. remotely. Like you had to have some kind of help along the way, right? From a variety of different sources, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. I, um, you know, in the early stages, you're just figuring out everything yourself. You're looking at different mm-hmm. forms, listening to podcasts, um, mm-hmm. looking at blogs, trying to figure out what other people are doing, and experimenting and doing a lot of lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. After a while, I feel like people graduate to coaching, to masterminds, to actually mm-hmm. understanding the value of following someone else's blueprint or following someone else's mistakes and make sure you don't make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I think over time it kind of graduated from discovering it myself, trying to figure it out to having mentors. And then eventually we got it. So systemized into a great point where we're now we're starting to franchise. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's what I believe the benefit of following a coach or franchise system is, is that you could kind of time collapse what you're doing. This yeah. first couple of years of me just struggling and figuring things out. Um, you can avoid that and just time collapse what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I like how you use the word time collapse. I think you're the first person that has put it in that way. When I think of time collapse, I think like, um, like shorten the curve, like the learning curve, right? Yeah. And getting help. And I like that. I like your idea of like the purpose of the franchise is so that you don't have to figure it out from scratch and you can have like the support of whoever created the franchise and the people around it to um, really make it successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's huge. And, you know, for us, it's the franchise system for other types of businesses, maybe be getting a coach or maybe a different Mm -hmm. franchise system. But the reality is, uh, like I said, I spent a couple of years just figuring this out. If I sped Mm -hmm. up my timeline by a couple more years, how much more money would I have made? How many more less gray hairs would I have just by not being stressed (laughs) out and trying to figure things out? So I think there's huge value in at least uh, following a blueprint or at least uh, talking with uh, people who have actually done what you want to do. Yeah. Well, uh, you did mention earlier, or we talked about a little bit earlier that this is kind of the franchise for millennials. Um, Let's talk Mm -hmm. about like the onboarding process. If someone comes to you, let's say a millennial, and they're Mm -hmm. like, I want to be able to work from anywhere. um, What would that process look like for them to work with you and, and get started? Yeah, sure. So there is an initial upfront investment as well as what we expect the investment to be over the first three months. Um, we're pretty selective with who we're working with. Um, it's mm-hmm. probably going to be a handful of entrepreneurs across the US. So there's a pretty lengthy vetting process anywhere between one to five months. Mm. Um, once we decide we want to work with someone, um, there's a couple months of onboarding, onboarding training, personal coaching from me, personal coaching from my staff, mm-hmm. getting everything set up um, as part of a franchise system. And not just us, but any franchise system. Most of them will do some legwork for you. For mm. example, the website, the initial marketing, and uh, those types of setup expenses where you might not want to figure out all the technical stuff. You could have someone else do it for you. So that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a lengthy process, but it's pretty much taking <clears throat> seven years of mistakes is what I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and condensing it. And we have this massive operations manual, which we give to any of our franchisees along with the support and coaching to help them get up uh, and start running pretty much. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, that's, that's incredible. Um, so, you know, I have in my notes here that, you know, your company is very lifestyle driven and mm-hmm. um, it gets me to think about like just as millennials, as a generation. And um, what do you think it is like about the lifestyle? Like, why is it that millennials in your opinion, like just want more than let's say what our baby boomer baby boomer counterparts like you know originally had yeah <laughs> that's a good question and i have no idea why it is it, it, some people have hypothesized it's because we all got participation trophies growing up and mm. everything that they deserve everything and hey maybe that's it i'm not really sure but uh, part of me also thinks it's just the day and age we live in where mm-hmm. a lot of the things are able to be done which it never was before and that's because we kind of straddle 
the internet generation where mm-hmm. remote work, work from anywhere, starting your own business, having freedom, having access to other people's lifestyles and, and information, it's all accessible to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you have way more options than maybe other generations had simply by the access to information. And I think mm-hmm. that's just going to be the trend going forward. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, you have more options. Therefore, why not explore those options? And that's yeah. why also I love, um, at least for what we're doing is the local business. Uh, local businesses kind of move at a slower pace, um, mm-hmm. often seen as more old school industries, especially the cleaning industry and especially the franchise cleaning industry, even mm-hmm. more old school. So like for us going into this, we're kind of attacking it from a new age way mm-hmm. for a very old school industry. And I love that because we yeah. can just bring some new age tactics, new age thought process. And like we talked about new age lifestyle to this old school industry. Yeah. Let's talk about um, the biggest difference between like the traditional way of, you know, building a a made kind of business to how you've, how you have done it. Sure. So our um, operations team are, they're global. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're across about seven different countries. So with the power of the internet, you can have calls route to wherever you want, as everyone knows. So therefore Mm -hmm. we just set things up in a way where our team communicates through a general Slack channel. We use a lot of like the newer softwares and technologies, nothing groundbreaking, but just basic stuff, which maybe older school cleaning companies aren't using mm-hmm. uh, to make sure our staff is able to communicate amongst themselves pretty seamlessly, amongst the cleaners pretty seamlessly uh, with the power of Amazon. You could drop ship whatever you want to anyone, including supplies, including gifts to customers. Um, there's just so many things you can do without actually having to have a physical location anymore. Right. And I think this year has taught us anything is work from home or work from anywhere is totally accessible and totally doable. We just have never been forced to do it until this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's also been, I guess, a blessing in, this, uh, in disguise for a lot of people this year is just the knowledge that, oh, well, I could actually work from anywhere. I could work from home. I could work from Europe or Colombia, whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just love uh, how uh, composed you've been in our conversation so far in talking about your company. And I just have to know, was there a time in the five, seven years of you building this business where you sort of reached a crossroad and you're like, should I keep going or not? <laughs> and and obviously you kept going. So what, yeah. what was that kind of you know hump you had to get over? Oof, good question. I, I think in anyone's entrepreneur journey, there's so many different bumps which are going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I think it was the idea of whether to do franchising or not. So we mm-hmm. launched our franchise operations officially July this year, July 2020. Mm-hmm. And we've been working on it for almost a year getting it set up. It's, it's a very capital intensive thing to do. It takes a lot of work. Uh, but that was a crossroads of thinking, how do I expand? What do I do more? What do I actually want to do? And it mm-hmm. kind of required me to be a lot more introspective as well as have an honest opinion on the business. I could have just kept it as it was, having our couple locations in California and saying, I'm going to let that run, mm. keep, keep it growing. Um, but I think the switch for me was actually figuring out what I'd want to do with the business and seeing the potential in it and letting mm-hmm. it grow. So I would say it wasn't like a, a big mistake or a bomb, but more of where do we go from here? There's a million yeah. different ways to go. We're going to decide on franchising and trying to get uh, a good community and thriving community of franchisees in our system. Yeah, I love that. And also the fact that you started uh, your, you, you launched your franchise in July 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so I'm curious. Let's to make know. it harder for myself. Yeah, let's just let's just throw the pandemic on top of it. No big deal. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a pandemic. Let's turn into turn this into a franchise. So um, <laughs> I, I have to know uh, how has uh, 2020 and the pandemic impacted your business? Has it propelled it? Has it like, was there a setback? Like, tell me about what, how it shaped your business, if it did at all. Yeah, a hundred percent did. And, um, 
this year for us, um, a lot of what we do is in the vacation rental space and also mm-hmm. residential space, but a lot of it was in the vacation rental space. Travel stopped. So right. when travel stopped, of course, people are not staying at Airbnbs, meaning they don't need cleaning services. Right. So of course, we got we had a hit in that way. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, the fact that we are a completely remote operation, we don't have an office, our team is global, made us very lean. So we just mm-hmm. had to reorganize some things. We didn't have to relearn how to work remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. for us, I don't, None of us were too worried, I should say, because we were able to withstand whatever down down um, downsides came from the pandemic. And I think we're actually yeah. able, we're able to retool pretty well and be poised for growth in 2021. And that's kind of why we launched this year because there's mm-hmm. there's no great time to launch, right? You just mm-hmm. you just kind of got to go and and see what happens from there. Um, yeah. So we launched this year in anticipation that next year is going to be huge because look, the reality is in, in the vacation rental space. After this pandemic, do you want to stay at an Airbnb or a crowded hotel? Right, right. Absolutely. Pro- probably an Airbnb. So I think when travel <laughs> comes back, it's going to be heat for us. So we're very excited. Um, yeah, I appreciate your attitude on that because I remember sort of at the beginning of this pandemic, when I was talking to people in the travel industry, you can just... I could just feel how defeated they felt like their business just almost Mm -hmm. completely felt like annihilated. And I like how, I mean, if you think about it, this pandemic's going to eventually end every pandemic in history eventually comes to an end. And I do, I do believe that um, a lot of us are going to be, tired of feeling like stir crazy or have cabin fever. They're going to want to get out of the house. They're going to want to travel. They're going to want to go out. And so it seems like uh, you really have this awesome attitude of like, hey, like, let's get ready for this. Let's build this infrastructure. Let's build this franchise um, system so that when people are ready to go out there and travel and and people who want to start their own businesses, this, you know, this can kind of all come together and you could really just wi- ride that wave um, of the travel industry and the hospitality industry all over again <laughs> uh, for 2021. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, cleaning has always been an essential business throughout this entire year. Mm-hmm. So that has never gone away. We've never got hit in that way. It's, it's, it's going to be an essential business through a pandemic. So in that mm-hmm. aspect, it's been fortunate for us as well. So with, um, I'm curious with your journey so far with Made This Franchise, um, what have you been most proud of? Um, whether it's the business, your team, or just your journey, like what are you most proud of so far in running your company? Yeah, great question. I think... Um, Honestly, I think it's just the company culture. Uh, there's there's many pros of having a global team, but also th- there's some difficulties with it. You know, you have people from seven different cultures working mm. together on a team. You're mm-hmm. mostly communicating online through Slack. Like it, there's there's so many different things that could happen. But I think all of us share the same values and have the same type of humor and have the same type of uh, mentality around things that even going through this year of the pandemic, everyone kind of stuck together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that goes to show just because everyone was watching out for each other on our our team. We were mm-hmm. very glued together. And even though we're across the whole world, uh, I thought it was so cool. And I was so proud just to see the team cover each other's back and make sure everyone was good. Um, yeah. So that I think that was something, especially this year, it really tested and pushed against the boundaries of everything. And we kind of excelled at it, at least from a corporate culture perspective. So I was very proud to see that. Yeah, I love that you say that because I feel like that is definitely a common theme amongst uh, all the business owners I've spoken to so far is like, I'm so glad that our company culture is healthy. It's alive. It's, you know, it's here. It's, it's mm. still like people's second family. Um, at a time like this, it's like, People are leaning against community more so than ever. I hope, you know, I know some people um, unfortunately have withdrawn withdrawn um, from this time, but to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, your team virtually, or the fact that they're global um, is still able to uh, be together and still operate in, in a healthy way is very admirable. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, it's something I always thought about when I was working in my corporate job is that like you're spending eight to 10 hours in a spot, you better like where you are and the people you're with <laughs> because you're spending a significant chunk of your life doing that. So let's just make sure that you're happy wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to go ahead and shift gears in a second here. But before I do, is there anything mm-hmm. else you want people to know about Made This Franchise? Um, look, we're looking right now for a few selected kind of motivated entrepreneurs across the US who might be looking for their own business opportunity, might uh, be looking to partner with someone who's already done it and just really fit our mm-hmm. culture and ethos. So if this is something you or someone are interested in, uh, please reach out to me. But yeah, that's basically it. Cool. I dig it. All right. So <laughs> switching over to the entrepreneurial story side <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for our listeners. So a lot of our listeners are, you know, are entrepreneurs and small business owners. Um, and I think that they listen to our show because they're always looking for another piece of wisdom tip or whatever to apply to their business. So is there any other, mm-hmm. like on your journey so far, what are some tips or wisdom that you want to provide to our listeners today? Ooh. I guess it depends on the stage that anyone's at in their entrepreneurial journey. I think something I suffered from very early would be uh, uh, analysis paralysis, Mm. where you read so much information, you listen to so many podcasts, you you look at so much information and you feel like you're being very productive. But the reality (laughs) is until you make a move and do something, you're not. Mm. Uh, And for me, I suffered from that a lot, right? You look at, you just are constantly getting ready, constantly getting ready. And if you just if you don't do anything, then nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for me, when I was looking at a lot of different business opportunities, um, I just wasn't doing enough. And then it took me a while to be self-reflective and realize that I wasn't really being productive, even though I felt I was being productive. Mm-hmm. That's always something to watch out for. Yeah, no, I appreciate that advice. And I think that um, for a lot of millennials who like went through school or higher education, we sort of, it's sort of been grilled in our brains to like know a lot of stuff and regurgitate a lot of information um, that mm-hmm. when they're in the adult world, it's like, like, what else do I need? It's, it's, it's not really about yeah. <laughs> applying, right? It's not really about applied knowledge. It's more like, I know stuff, so hire me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so just kind of like, I think that at least for me, when I got out of college um, and I, I got into sales and entrepreneurship early on, I had to learn to unlearn like a lot of things, mm. you know, a lot of things that the school system, um, even just public school system uh, had taught me. And I come to find that sometimes it's just great to show up and figure things out as you go. <laughs> And I like Absolutely. it and it's a lot more fun that way. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, Neil, I really enjoyed our conversation today. I want to thank you again so much for joining us. Before we go, any parting advice or just any parting words of wisdom or just anything you want to share with our listeners? Uh, I would say it's a little bit along the lines of what I said before is if you're listening to this and you have an idea or are just curious about something, just get going. Uh, especially this year, it's kind of a lot, lot of things happen, but it's a great year to try things out. And it's a great year to get poised for what's to come for next year. So mm-hmm. might as well give things a shot, uh, actually take active, active moves towards what you actually want to do instead of just waiting and learning. So uh, mm-hmm. just taking an active approach, I think is going to be huge, especially coming into this next year. Yeah. I think to summarize it, stop overthinking it and just go, (laughs) (laughs) just do it. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Well, Neil, it was an absolute pleasure having you here on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Neil Parekh, who is the CEO of Made This Franchise. You can learn more about him and his company at madethisfranchise.com, which is spelled M-A-I-D-T-H-I-S (laughs) franchise.com. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.